You're listening to today's inspirational message on the Proverbs with Kurt Bjorklund. Money is a big deal. In fact, when I started in ministry as a pastor, it was something I often didn't want to talk about because I knew that it was such a big deal that it would turn people off often from wanting to be a follower of Jesus because the fine print when it comes to money, which isn't all that fine, is that God owns it all. And because God owns it all, it comes from his hand. Therefore, wealth is not mine to do with what I want. Psalm 24.1 says that you uh, have more um, as God has given it to you. Deuteronomy 8.18 says that. And so even the strength and the ability to make money is a gift from God. And what Proverbs tells us is that we're called to honor God with our wealth by giving him the first fruits. Here's the verse, a couple of verses, verse 9 and 10. Honor the Lord with your wealth and with the first fruits of all your produce. But then listen to this, verse 10. Then your barns will be filled with plenty and your vats will be bursting with wine. So the principle is to give God the first portion of your income, honoring him with your wealth. Many people have believed That the idea of the tithe, that is giving God the first 10% of your income, is the biblical ideal. Whether or not that is the final word on this matter or not isn't really in the scope of our time here. But one thing is clear. God invites any follower of his to give the first portion of his or her income to him. And that is a pattern of giving God Uh, it's an easy pattern, excuse me, to fall into a pattern of giving God what's left over after we've spent everything on what we need, what we want, rather than giving God the first portion. Some Christian financial planners have emphasized what they've called the 10-10-80 principle. That is, give God the first 10%, save the next 10%, and live off the remaining 80%. You may not think that you'll have enough if you enact this principle But this is why verse 10 is important, and this is the prospect. So if verse 9 is the principle, this is the prospect. And that is, if you honor God with your wealth, what verse 10 says is you will have more than what you need. And even some things that are luxuries. I think that's the point here, where it says your barns will be filled with plenty. And then it says your vats will be bursting with wine. To have your vats bursting with wine was a luxury. Now, again, this is a generalization, not a mechanical promise, where you do something and God, therefore, is beholden to do something for you. I like how the ESV study Bible uh, just states this. It says, to give the first fruits is to imply that the whole belongs to God. Indeed, the whole worshiper. The prosperity described in Proverbs 3.10 is the blessing of the covenant. Deuteronomy 28.1-14. A kind of restored Eden. Your barns will be filled with plenty as a generalization concerning the effect of honoring the Lord with all that one has and is. It is not, however, more than a generalization, as Job's comforters held, for uh, to have a view like this is a mechanical formula that dishonors God with his inscrutable sovereign purposes. And, and what they're just driving at here is this idea that when we tend to think this way, we're trying to put God in our debt. But Proverbs and other scriptures, Malachi uh, chapter 3, 2 Corinthians 9, 
also give us uh, this picture, and that is it's an unapologetic assertion that when you and I trust God with our money, he will bring more than what you need into your life. Now, again, we don't want to give to get, but to give as a response to who God is and what he's instructed us to do. And we don't want to let the caution keep us from seeing, however, what is asserted about the possibility in giving. I've heard it said that you can't outgive God, that every time you trust him by giving him something, you're putting a deposit into something greater than just your own financial security. You're placing your trust in the eternal God of the universe and counting on him to provide for you in ways that you may never see. On the day that I'm recording this, uh, there are some economic tremors in the United States that, that could lead one to believe that that the money that you've put into the stock market for your future or some of the assets you've accrued may not be as reliable as we've always thought. And the reason that this is, is an important thing is you're not just trusting that God will give you bigger stock portfolio. What you're doing is you're saying, I trust God, not trusting the return. And what I know from years of being a pastor is that the people who have trusted God with their money will often say things like, I would be almost afraid not to continue to give the first fruits or the first 10% because of how abundantly God has provided along the way. And I know I've seen God provide in some beautiful ways when we've chosen to trust him. And so the verse, honor the Lord with your wealth and with the first fruits of all your produce is a beautiful principle with a great prospect tied to it. Thanks for joining us here today. There's a lot of great content to explore on Orchard Hill Plus and on the Orchard Hill main feed from the weekend. Have a great day.